Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 493, the non-box office report for the week ending July 14th, 2019. Good job. There. Wow. This summer's going fast. You, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to talk about it. Like <laughs> I don't even remember the last four episodes. That's how quickly it's going by. I think they were some of our best. I think it were. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good I mean, flow. Just, we were all yeah. in peak performance. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of hoping that Brian Spath guy was going to just take over <laughs> so I didn't have to show up anymore. But now if he knew how to edit. <laughs> <laughs> we, had, uh, we, had two, we had two movie boyfriends in the this last four episodes. Yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> So uh, I guess before we get too far afield, let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Quick shameless plugs. Don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts where you can go there, rate, review, subscribe. And uh, of course, you can uh, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers. Five bucks a month. You get bonus content and uh, maybe get to be a guest on the show. We need to we need to do that again. Sure. A little bit. Yeah. So uh, also. Facebook.com slash real spoilers. You can like the page and join the group and uh, interact with us and other real spoilers listeners. Like minded folks. Yes. Yeah. Well, some of them are like that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, you can also uh, share the show. People who were kind enough to share the show this week librarian Cynthia, Jason Weesey, Ralph Tribble, Julianne Jordan, Lane Levanway, Zara Vandercreek, Susan Carlson, Travis Tewitt, Tom Comiskey, Griffin Foxsmith, Chris Sanders, Laura Connolly Quiddick. Tammy Sherman Powers, Dustin at Nerds at Night Gaming, Chris Magic Man, and Gabriel Lugo. So thank you very much for uh, sharing the show. We greatly appreciate it. Indeed. So there, all's that. Do we have news or are we just... Yeah, I don't know about any real big news. There were a couple things. One goes into woke territory, and I don't know if oh, we want no. to approach oh, that. Oh, no. But, uh, and then the oh, other one... Oh, the Scarlett Johansson one. Yeah, <laughs> I just... So she... Scarlett Johansson who, you know, great actor, and she's been in a lot of excellent movies. But uh, she's been known to speak her mind, and mm-hmm. uh, lately she's come into some controversy with casting. She was in the Ghost in the Shell movie, which, to me, I thought that was kind of a non-issue. Like, it, it because the character is kind of, I don't know if you'd say nondescript, but the character isn't, I don't believe it. she's it's a robot and I right. don't think she's actually Asian in the movie which is and so it she's I don't kind of I don't want to use the word androgynous because that's not correct yeah, but, but 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 it's not a, an Asian character in that anime movie so like it's so. so I that was really kind of a non-issue but that blew up and then she was cast in a transgender role yeah which you know Jeffrey Tambor Jared Leto a lot of straight white male actors have been in transgender roles and so she you well, know, if I you'll remember i called this yep when uh the guy from the stephen hawking movie i'm blanking on his name yeah uh, and eddie redmond, eddie redmond. Eddie redmond. Yeah. i was like how far away are we from when people start complaining about about cisgendered actors right playing trans, trans. and and apparently we were about 45 <laughs> minutes away yeah, I, I 100% remember when you asked that, and when this started happening, I was like, this sounds familiar. But the qu- like, I guess, for me, the question comes down to is, was she the best, like, I don't know. Well, she do, was do, cast. What I'm saying, like, do you, you know. think Scarlett Johansson auditions? Or they're just like, hey, we want you in this role. 
Do you think she goes out for auditions? I think she probably think auditions for people she hasn't worked with before. People that know her probably sure. are like, I, yeah, I, I want. My guess is in most instances, she does not. Yeah, uh, yeah so here's the, the reason I say that is I was listening to an old episode of Mark Maron's podcast, yeah. WTF, and he was interviewing Busy Phillips. Okay. And she made a comment in passing. It's going to sound way more egotistical when I say it. It wasn't cast in, Busy Phillips it, in anything. It wasn't in context, but she was basically said that she doesn't have to audition for TV projects anymore. For film, yes, but for TV, no. And so that it's like you either want to use her or you don't. Right. You know, and uh and and I think that my guess is Scarlett Johansson is probably at that level in films. I think Scarlett Johansson in films is bigger than Busy Phillips in television. Sure. Oh, absolutely. With all due respect yeah. to Busy Phillips. I think I, directors and writers, they, they they may be writing them with her in mind right. or they write it and they go, I want Scarlett Johansson in this like and they know what she can do and what she looks like right. and how she so you know I think the only time she's going to have to audition is like either for like a really prestige project with a top tier director or if it's um just something that's like an entirely out of yeah ty- out of against type yeah per, you know role so if I mean if, if she's cast in this role does that mean that she was the best option. Well, I, don't or, know. I mean that's so subjective. You never know, but 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 I I, mean, that's not even. But that's not even the argument. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, she, those other actors. I mean, Jeffrey Tambor run, won, won Emmys. Sure, Jared. Le- I mean, did Jared Eddie, Leto did win the Oscar for his role. Didn't right? Eddie Redmayne win the Oscar Dallas for that? Byers. I think, yeah, Eddie Redmayne, I think, won though. He run, he won for the Stephen, Stephen Hawking, Hawking movie, okay. and that was his follow, the Danish Girl. Yes. Okay. Was, yes. So I mean, but they've gotten a lot of buzz. They've given good performances, but it's performance aside. Is it the right thing? That's what people are questioning these days. And but the but her to her point, she's like, well, look at all these other actors. Now, two wrongs don't make a right. So I'm not saying yeah. I agree or defending, but she's pointing out that all these people won two critical acclaim and some awards. Yeah. Felicity and, Huffman. Yeah. What did she win for? Uh, was it Trans America? I don't think she won, but she, yeah. But it was very critically acclaimed film. Yeah. So you know, so that was her argument. So I I can understand that comparison there until they stop doing that. I get that hers is no different than those. But then she went on to make the blanket statement that she should be able to play anyone that she wants because it's art, which is I don't know kind of a crazy statement because then yeah. that goes into you know blackface and I mean you know all the crazy things that have been shunned because they're not ethically or morally right you know there's yeah. a lot of things that we don't do anymore yeah. and so to just say that you should be able to play anyone and art should be completely off limits I you know I think that's getting her in a little bit of hot water I mean it's a pretty new thing and I'm not saying she'll never be hired again but she's definitely making the rounds because I, to just to have that viewpoint that you should be able to play any character and she goes on to say animal a tree well, as examples in, in her in her defense she was a snake oh there you go there it is and she replaced a male actor so there you go <laughs> oh that's right that's a, yeah go. see but she was a trans snake no i bought the tree snake <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. that's kind of interesting when you think about it because she's a female and if ka is supposed to be a male then yep huh the old gender swap well you might be onto something there, but so anyway, I that's you know we'll see how far that goes. I don't know how long that will live, but she was already in hot water, and then she she left that project, so she, oh, she is did. no longer in it. So they were kind of bring. I guess the interviewer was bringing that up, and then she kind of went off and you know unloaded a little bit because of her frustrations right. with that I'm whole sure thing. Feige's like, can you can you shut up? Yeah, well, like, we're probably put she a got one more. Uh, well, at least one for sure. I mean, at least she's not that much of a liability. Cause no, like a yeah, worst right. case scenario, <laughs> we'll just recast it. Yeah, one more spoiler alert. <laughs> I won't tell you why, but um, so I, anyway. think, I think we're past the spoiler for that one. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah we're it, good at this. If you haven't seen Endgame by now, you don't. I care. was waiting for the seven minute cut to come out <laughs> yeah. to beat Avatar. The, screw that six minute cut. I want seven yeah, minutes. Give, give me that. Six Especially when and... you figure based on box office, like I could even see a movie that's like that's a hit, but sitting at two fifty, right? And you're like, oh, maybe people haven't gotten around to it yet. But a movie like Endgame, <laughs> everybody got around like, to it. It's like the highest grossing yeah. film of all time. If, right, if you haven't see seen it, it by now, you don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're not gonna see it. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I understand her statements about the red main and tambor and all that. I, I get the frustration there. Again, doesn't mean that it's right, but I understand where she's coming from. But I do think she went a little overboard with that last. Sentiment. I think Redmayne just snuck in under the wire. I think he did. Too. I think if that movie had had come out a year later, yep, 
I think that he would have had that backlash. Absolutely. Yeah, it was close. I mean, because that was not that just a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, we were. It's funny we were just talking about like things that you'll find offensive in ten to fifteen years. And I was, and I brought up what you said, Tom. Is like that in twenty twenty five years, our grandkids are going to be like, can you believe our parents ate red meat? Like yeah. something will come out that it's like it, you know it tastes exactly the same. But it's I mean, they're real closer that that impossible that burger. impossible burger. I haven't had it, but it's supposed, I don't want to risk it. It's supposed to be amazing. Like it's supposed I mean, to taste and feel just like meat. Yeah, but it's Burger but, King, so but you know it's but it's not made by Burger King. Like, oh, it's not. Yeah, no, no, no. Can. So they li- oh. they licensed it. Okay. So okay. White Castle is an impossible slider. Yeah. So <laughs> it's um uh it's it's made Impossible Burger is a brand name. Got it. So I thought it was yeah. So okay. saying I don't want to eat an Impossible Burger because of Burger King is like saying like I don't want to drink Pepsi because of Burger King. because of Burger King. <laughs> right. It's it's a it's a brand that they okay and the Impossible Burger people did that on purpose. Like you can. You can see it on a lot of menus in restaurants. Like it's an option, Impossible Burger, but uh, they deliberately push it out into a place like Burger King because they're trying to kind of get the non-hipster, fancy restaurant types to, to check try it because they they firmly believe that if they can get people over the hump, this will this is it. This will be the this meat will change. The, yeah. So they're like, oh, by the way, they've it gives you some form of cancer we've never seen before. Yeah. So good luck. That's oh, so it's red meat. That's I true. Guess. Yeah, I don't this know, is how the zombie apocalypse say, is going to start. Remember, well, it, it happens about every other week, but coffee gives you cancer. <laughs> yeah, right. Coffee right. is good for you. <laughs> take, eat take, eat take, eggs. Don't eat yeah, eggs. Take an milk. aspirin. Don't take an aspirin. <laughs> right. Like, it's like yeah, it's, <laughs> every other week, it's yeah. a different different study, different information. It's like and humans, think, humans aren't supposed to have cow's milk. And I don't no, think no. it's chemicals. I mean, I think it's all plant-based what they're making. Probably, they're they're yeah. just extracting certain things, and I don't know. I, I heard a thing on Radio Lab. I think, about it. It was interesting. Did you mm. try it? No. Freak- miss- Freakonomics is where I heard oh, it, actually. Okay. But um, if you go back, I think, three or four episodes, they were, they were talking about it. Well, if the people from Impossible out there, and they want to sponsor <laughs> the show, and they want to really make true believers out of people, if you can get Tom to if eat a veggie burger, to switch to... <laughs> yeah. That is, I mean, that it's is... impressive. That's a video... Uh, sponsored segment. <laughs> it's a whole thing. That would but be- yeah, supposedly they have the the they their first goal was like hamburger. Let's just make right. hamburger. And then now that they got beef down, I guess they're trying to work on chicken. Oh, okay. impossible chicken, impossible yeah. chicken burger. And then I chicken guess burger. <laughs> I guess chicken and then fish. And then I heard the next the the, the if they get everybody on board with that, since it doesn't harm animals, the next step. Human flesh. Oh, good. Uh, so that's exactly what we. Yeah, need. you'll finally yeah. be able to eat human flesh <laughs> without actually killing. I'm telling someone. you, this is how it happens. Yes, this is twenty-eight days later. Would you? No. You guys... Wait, I mean, if they had an impossible burger, but for human oh. flesh, would you try it? The fact that I'm even thinking about it, I because it, it means it's, it's that all, probably it's all plants. It's just emulating human flesh. Oh, maybe I don't know. Would I get paid for it, or is it a, like volunteer basis? It's your. Uh, it's a test market. Sure. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I what mean, if like... you could pick the person it tasted like? Oh. <laughs> oh. There's so many jokes. All right. I know, There's right? So many so, jokes. Anyway, <laughs> Kevin's so. like moving along. <laughs> Kevin's about to be like, my own abacus is in the ready. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's that whole thing. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, things that I don't know that if you touched on while I was gone, but uh, the Mulan trailer came out, which I didn't watch. I didn't but watch it's getting here. It's I'm getting some good buzz off of it. And the big thing is that it's not going to be a musical is, is the word. It's going to be a straight up. So, but I mean, but people think it looks really good. So they're not just doing a shot for shot remake. They're, you know, really exploring the mythology and the stories that the original Mulan was based on. And so it should look different, but that's going to be the one big thing because there's a lot of really good songs. I mean, was that, was that Donny Osmond? Who did yeah, the, Donny Osmond did, did the music in that one. Um, I don't know that he, I don't think he like wrote the song. He was just. He did, oh, he, sang. he performed them. Okay. I yeah. Thought he wrote them. I think he was, wasn't he a character in the movie? Like, did he I've play never seen character? that movie. I saw it once a million years yeah. ago, but it's it's a I mean it's a good movie and there's some really good songs in it and so that's, I, is that Mushu? Yes. Mushu was yeah okay. that's Eddie Murphy did okay. that and so, he's not in this or is he in this? Well, he's not. Apparently they they think Mushu is going to be a phoenix instead of a dragon. Ah, okay. And okay. and again that must be the stories that's based so on. So Sophie Turner. <laughs> well, yes, so she wishes. I don't. I mean, it is Disney, so but I'm not sure they want to get closer to that. Sure, yeah, right, so, right. Yeah. So Donny Osmond played Lee Shang. Yeah, 
That's right. Yeah. Perfect. So Let's it was cast a, a white guy. It was a different time. <laughs> it was a different time. Because you have Harvey Firestein is Yao. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But it but I will say, I mean, there are a lot of Asian people in the voice cast for the original Mulan. It's just there are a handful of roles that aren't. A lot of the stars. At the, the time the that was a major step That's forward. That's probably true, yeah. You know I mean that yeah. the, that there were that many, you know. Yeah. And and White uh is- and I guess with the Eddie Murphy situation, I mean, Mushu isn't in a person. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. You know oh, I mean? yeah, so yeah, you yeah. Get away it's with a dragon, your, right? So, yeah. yeah. So you don't have to. I don't think that's as bad. I mean, it's that like, doesn't bother. That, that's just yeah. doing the voice of a cartoon. Yeah, like, and especially that's not... that. That's one of the. So things. just to recap, it's okay <laughs> to have black people play mythical creatures. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or Just not putting that out there. Yeah. Well, that that's the thing that it's really weird when some people started doing that with animals, and it's like animals aren't a race. Like the color of their fur doesn't make them a race. That was somebody said animal. that about like that. It doesn't work like that when they do the like the the goofy movie remake. Yeah. They're like all these characters better be black, and I was like, why? Yeah. That's the what, same. Yeah. It's was, the same argument. Was goofy like, that supposed to be black? Like the color of an animal. I mean, he's a dog. He is a dog. The color of an animal's skin doesn't represent. I mean, the, the fur does not represent a race. Like that just doesn't work. <laughs> a little white dog in a black. Because what move didn't that came up with some argument where someone said something about a a dog being a white dog or a black dog in a movie. I, I just can't remember. Mm. It had to do with some casting with a voice movie. with a voice cast something like that this was at least maybe a year ago or so but something came up but it's like that's not how that works that's their <laughs> fur, their fur <laughs> color but so anyway like, your dog doesn't really speak english you know they're colorblind so it doesn't really matter. yeah see they don't see color <laughs> that's exactly right uh and then so in in a semi-related uh tangent here with musical news that they're talking about sherlock holmes 3 may have the director of rocket man it does he's done he's and in size said so make it a musical oh god Sherlock Holmes musical, why not? With the, okay, so that's that's the Robert well, he's Downey already Jr. did the scene game detective. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So he's got that's Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law, but then Henry Cavill got cast what? as Sherlock Holmes in something else, something completely different. Well, but Sherlock Holmes is in the public domain. He is so like anybody yeah. can make it. Yeah, that's why he, that's why you have a BBC Sherlock Holmes, a CBS Sherlock which Holmes, is significantly a film <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. Like that's you know. Yeah, he got. So I think it's Sherlock Holmes's sister. Like that's the main. That's what the movie's going to be about. Oh. Is there's a sister that's Sherlock younger. Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. Yes, okay. Sherlock. <laughs> Herlock Holmes. Herlock. Yeah. I'm not even talking about their cousin Shylock Holmes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or Schlocky Holmes. Schlocky. Uh, but no, that the Henry Cavill has been cast as Sherlock Holmes. Is, in, that, is it supposed to be a film? Yeah, a feature film. Yeah, okay. yeah. that sounds awful. It now, does. Has had now. Is this a thing? Like, has a sister ever been mentioned? I think in there's the a sister. Holmes? I. I don't I, recall. I don't. I've this, only ever read Hounds Mike, of the Baskervilles. Oh. And that's, I've never read any of the other ones. I don't know. So I guess I... Don't I don't well, that was about a sister. Yeah. Oh, she was a real bad. She, she was, yeah. 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 She was very nice. So, so on my, Mulan, real quick, I yeah. never realized this. Matthew Wilder is in the voice cast for Mulan. Fa- for the guy who sang Break My Stride? As who? As Ling, whoever that is. Oh, huh. But yeah, I just I'm like scrolling through the cast because uh, I'm disinterested in what you're talking about. And, uh, oh. <laughs> but okay. I was like Matthew Wilder. That's weird. That's weird. You know, Matthew, Matthew Wilder's other big claim to fame is what brother of Van. He yeah. was the producer on Tragic Kingdom for No Doubt. Oh, man, oh. that's a great album. He's the one that kind of gave him that pop wow. sheen. Oh, okay, yeah, because yeah, they were hard. They were hardcore punk. Like before well, that, I miss no doubt. And I'm sure that some they of were, those people do too. They're a great band until <laughs> yeah. yeah. they became a top forty band. Yeah. Now does Gwen Stefani still make music by nope. herself, or is she I, just kind of? I don't think she's stuff done. And she hasn't done anything. She doesn't in a while. I'm sure, she doesn't need to. Right. But Who was she hooked just, up with? Blake Shelton. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, Gavin Rossdale's like, damn it, oh. lost. I don't know. Yeah, he got her in the '90s, man. That's true. Yeah, he got her at the yeah. But of, course, I, of course, on the flip side, she got him in the news. That's also true. Yeah. Yeah. So that's <laughs> the, maybe it's a, win, it's a win-win. Yeah, maybe it's yeah, a, maybe right. when you really zoom out, I like do, everybody's okay with they, that. I remember when they had like their, I think it was their first kid. And I remember looking at that kid and I was like, you, like, don't. Did he have a machine head? No, he did not. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he did come down. Okay. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, he did. After nine months. <laughs> yeah, right. He dropped. Uh, but no, like that kid was. I was like, Th- you, you two people shouldn't procreate anymore because <laughs> this this kid's too. Uh, he's gonna be too good looking for the for the world. Like Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds' kids. Yeah. I'm like don't don't right. don't combine 
that like what if it goes the other way like it's like so they're so good looking that they kind of go around the other way and they're ugly again (laughs) like my god (laughs) i've never seen such a good looking i don't even know how to interpret (laughs) these features like this right it's like the sun right like you're happy to have the sun and you want the sun out but if you stare into it too much right it's too much too much yeah it's like the angelina jolie kid you know while on the topic of disney stuff uh um, the Little Mermaid thing. I'm just oh, uh-huh. I'm just curious. This is a real question. This is not an impossible burger question. <laughs> uh, I wonder how they're going to de- handle that in the parks. Oh my Having gosh. two very different presenting. That's a Little very Mermaids. good question because I the, I mean Ariel's in multiple parks and different right. spots, and she's white with the red hair, and they're definitely going to want to be promoting this movie. And once it comes out, it's like now you have a whole new generation of kids. That's a really. I wonder I if they'll split it like that. Hollywood Studios, which has a Little Mermaid thing, and Magic Kingdom has a Little Mermaid thing. I wonder if they'll split split it between like two different aerials, two different parts. Yeah, I don't or, know. I was just huh. curious because like up yeah. till now, most of the adaptations have been faithful. Know, not not faithful, but fa- faithful, faithful to the original but, look. But yeah, like the the overall appearance of a main character. The closest you've probably gotten is to a change is Maleficent. I think they had two of those that they would yeah. trot out in different oh, okay. spots. Mm-hmm. But I also don't think Maleficent is as yeah. important of a character no. as no, Little Mermaid is. Not. So I'm I don't know. I was just I was just thinking about that. Like I wonder how they'll deal with that in the huh. parks. It's gonna be interesting to see. I, I definitely could see them splitting it up like that at different parks, but you're right. I mean you're gonna have a new generation that's more familiar with this new little mermaid than even Potentially. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah, I mean unless unless it ends up being like Pete's Dragon and nobody cares. <laughs> that's <laughs> not gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, you know, seems unlikely. You yeah. know, with Pete's, and I think I think we came in pretty positive on that movie yeah. oh, for yeah. sure. Um, but online, with all the talk of live action remakes uh, that's been going on, like a lot of film critics, number one live action remake is Pete's Dragon because it's, it's original. It's different than you know, it's different than the original story. It wasn't a carbon yeah. copy. Like, a lot of people love that movie more than any. I would probably put it pretty high up, yeah. but I still think Jungle Book. I think Jungle Book's yeah. the best. And, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think probably Jung- for me, it's probably like Jungle Book, Cinderella, yeah. and then it would probably either be Beauty and the Beast yeah. or Pete's Dragon. Yeah, I go, I'm Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, and then Jungle Book. Like, those three, definitely. Uh, but I just rewatched Cinderella a couple days ago, and the man, that movie holds up. Yeah, oh, it's just such a great film. I mean, yeah. you've got Kenneth Branagh directing, and the, I mean, Lily James, yeah. who is charismatic as anyone, and it just it's just amazing how well made, because I was looking at it and watching it with Katie, and I'm like, you know, they didn't just make a good Disney movie. I'm right. like, Kenneth Branagh made a film mm-hmm. that was adapted from a Disney movie, but it's not like they're making a quote-unquote Disney. It wasn't just goofy, but for kids, but right. still enjoyable for adults. It was like, wow, he made a film. Yeah, yeah. And oh, yeah. It, you just can tell the difference between a you know a, a, a quote-unquote Disney adaptation that's just trying to capture the same cartoon magic. And it's like, this one didn't, because we watched the cartoon as well, and I compared the two, and I'm like, they didn't try to get the same feel or anything. It was just like I was watching a period piece right. type of a film, and it was... And you they know, used Cinderella yeah. for the storyline. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And... Um, but in the last news that I have is that they uh, it was confirmed the Mortal Kombat movie is going to be hard R fatalities because it's obviously insane. the one that was a, a <laughs> not hard R yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, and, which I love but uh, what was the uh, Bruce Lee movie that it's the exact same End of the, End of the Dragon End of the Dragon mm-hmm. where he goes to the island for the tournament and all and, that yeah it's like it's just a carbon copy of that and it was PG thirteen and it had a lot of nice you know homage to the original Genesis and arcade game, you know, the old school stuff, but it, it wasn't as truthful or faithful as, you know, in the game, you have all these fatalities where right. people are doing these crazy things. And if you've played Mortal Kombat 10 or 11, <laughs> yeah. you know, like the fatalities are next level. I mean, they are like NC 17 level yes. gore, you know, it's just crazy the stuff they do. And so this movie is going to be for adults. It's going to capture that gruesomeness in the fatalities and all that. And they just cast the first actor who will play Sub Zero, and it's a guy from the Raid. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. but not the main guy. He no, was, he was like the, the main, Joe Taslim. Yeah, he's like the main guy's buddy. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, for a, for a fighting movie or an action movie That's with martial arts, totally. If you're going to go to the Raid, <laughs> yeah. I someone the other day said they should just cast everyone from the Raid. They, as yeah, it should. They like, absolutely should. Yeah. So there was no women in that movie, but oh, you know. Well, they got wigs. No. Well, we can't do that anymore. No, you've not, you that. not been listening. I'm sorry. Scarlett Johansson but, will play all the Asian oh, women. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, no. <laughs> and three of the Asian men. Yeah. Yes. And she'll be the stunt double for the other ones. Yes. 
Well, I uh, I guess all that that's all of that. Uh, we will now turn our eyes to the box office. Kevin has his abacus at the ready. Kevin, I do, Tom. And uh, this week it's uh, it's a Disney weekend at the box office. But these days, what weekend isn't? Yeah, yes, Disney at the box office. So we have Spider Man Far From Home in its second weekend. Uh, I know it had kind of a long weekend. Uh, it opened Tuesday. Yeah, it opened Tuesday, Tuesday, but they night. had but they had previews on Monday. Oh, did oh, they? My so this yeah. is what we talked about too. I said this back in the day when they really started pushing. I mean, when it became normal for the Thursday screenings, and then they would sometimes do it Wednesday as a special whatever. And I'm like, well, at some point, you're going to go back enough, far enough to where it just opens a week early on that Friday, right? <laughs> well, I think this one was because of the holiday. Like, it, sure. its official opening day was Tuesday, and therefore, they had previews on Monday. Well, right, but I mean, to open on a Tuesday still, though... But that was so far from. They've always done that when the holiday falls kind of snuck them in, in the there. middle of the week. They've yeah. always like moved around based, you know, because yeah. they don't want to on if it July Fourth is on a Wednesday, they don't want to still open on Not a Friday. Right, right, no, right. sure, you know, so that I, that's I, pretty common. I think it just most of the time works out to where a holiday might be on a Thursday or Friday or later in the week. It just seems so weird at a Tuesday, yeah, and a sneak on a Monday. But <laughs> anyway, so it, it had a long uh, opening weekend, but in its second technical weekend, Spider Man Far From Home brought in forty six point one million, a fifty percent drop. It is now sitting at two hundred and seventy five million dollars domestic. But wait, there's more. Oh Al- boy, almost four hundred million overseas. So this this movie is well over the six hundred and fifty million mark in two weeks on a one hundred and sixty million dollar budget. And I know Tom posted that article last week and online that it has to break a billion dollars or Sony gets the rights. Has back. that been debunked? I'm not sure. I I see people s- claiming that it's BS. Oh, but, I hadn't seen. But I but I also see people saying that like no that that's. That why that, why would they well, do I that? Think, well, so from my understanding is that Sony gets the money from these movies and MCU gets to use them in their other right. properties. The, the, yeah, the way I understand it is that the deal was structured that Sony finances the making of the film, but then they get all the all the money right. that it generates, and then and an, but DC does the actual Warner, creative. Marvel, Marvel, sorry, sorry, Marvel does the actual creative, and uh, and they and, get to and, use but them then in their movies. They get to use Spider Man. In their movies, whenever they want, and they don't have to pay a fee, right. right? So, so I think my interpretation of that is that it's a way of Sony being protected. Like, well, you're going to make us a billion dollars. Not that that's all profit, but you know, if you're going to use them and we're going to do this deal, we want to make sure you make us money because if and this wouldn't happen, but if MCU turned in a crap movie, right, and then Sony is it's ruining their brand. I know that sounds silly, but if, if it was really <laughs> crappy in the MCU which is like the opposite case that, you know, it would protect them and they could get them back and be like, well, I'm not going to have them be in these crap movies that no one likes. Yeah. So I get it as a built in protection, but a billion dollars seems like a money. pretty high. That's bar. a huge. Yeah. That's considering huge, considering it's doubled. It's it's doubled its budget already. Yeah. More so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like triple. Its yeah, budget. yeah. But yeah. So I don't I, you know, and I don't know. And I never got confirmation and, and I never heard it debunked either. But um, the good news is, though, in two weeks, it's up over six fifty. And it seems to be doing really well internationally, and obviously it's still number one here, and it's summer, so I don't think it's we'll... hard to gauge. Like on the one hand, you sit there and say, "Why would Sony ever want this deal to end if it keeps functioning like this?" Right. But on the other hand, studio executives, well, so totally. But yeah. You know what though? You there, know why? There's a lot of ego involved. You know why? They made a billion dollars with that Venom movie. Yeah. They want Spider-Man in their Venom movie. They but, can't use him while he's over in the MCU. I thought they could. Um, I thought they could. Do- I think that's why. I mean, I yeah. don't. I think that's why he's not. He wasn't met, like seen, and he wasn't isn't rumored to be in the next one. Like I'm sure that they. I don't think they want because they're two separate cinematic universes. They do not want Spider Man oh. in a Venom movie because then it, it would tie it, Venom right. to the MCU, right? Uh, and it would dilute that going on over there. So I'm pretty sure they can't use him until the deal's done with MCU. And so they would love to get Spider-Man back now that he's popular and stick him in a Venom movie, which is already making money without Spider-Man. Sure. Think about yeah, if, totally. If they want to do that. The, the the end run from a storytelling standpoint is you put Spider-Man in a, in a Venom movie, but you do it through the Spider-Verse. Yeah. yeah. And then or, that way, or we say that there's a Peter Parker in that world already. Right. And yeah. the, because of Spider-Verse and people love it so much and that you can use that as a way to put a different Spider-Man in that Venom movie right. and not sully the, the this MCU other one. Spider-Man. The other thing that they have to worry about, too, in terms of like putting Spider-Man in there sounds all well and good, but they also got to get Tom Holland to agree to that. That's true. And I don't know that Tom Holland wants to go and 
be a non MCU yeah, Spider Man. That's very so. True. Even if you Good get Spider Man, yeah. you might not get the Spider Man you wanted. I wonder how that contract works, though. I well, he's I already even... he only has a six picture deal. Well, I mean, like, does that since it's an since it's a Sony character, like, can Sony say we'll take three of those? Or what do you mean? Well, oh I mean, no, no. I mean, so the deal a, is a six-picture deal with Disney, right? Right. Got no, it. I mean that's what. Yeah, that's what the deal is. So he's supposed to do three standalones and three uh, parts in uh, in other Marvel movies, and so he's already fulfilled five, which makes him the longest running or the most I don't know how you most frequent Spider-Man ever. Oh, he's oh, been okay. in five yeah. movies already as Spider-Man. Yeah, none of the other ones have done more than three. So yeah, uh, but but yeah, so he's got one more left, and then the contract is negotiable, and and it and there is no more MC contract after that so it's like they have to figure out if there is there going to be a new contract will he be in more mcu is sony going to take him and will tom holland as you said right. so it's it's very up in the air um things seem to be working out so well right now it's like you just hate for it to change but i think the big problem like you said tom is is sony they i mean to their credit i mean into the spider-verse which I mean, that is Sony, uh, and it worked because it's animated and creative and everything, right. but Sony's got that feather in their cap, and then they've got Venom without Spider-Man, which made a ton, you know, all the money. So <laughs> I think Spider-Verse worked by accident, and I don't say that to take away from the creative team. I think Sony didn't micromanage it because right. it was a cartoon, right. and they didn't care that much, I, and, they ap- and they accidentally ended up letting them fostering a work of genius. Right, because I didn't interfere with <laughs> yeah, it. You're, you're right. right. Totally. Uh, 100%. I mean, that's a Lord and Miller production. We yeah. know how great they are, uh, and we know how studios have tried to meddle with their creativeness. Right. It's gotten them fired up <laughs> yeah, movies no kidding. because yeah, they right. have a certain vision, yeah. and, and they're very creative. So, you know, if, stu- if a studio interferes, they may not make that genius or right. oversee that genius production so anyway uh, we'll have to see what happens but that's that's kind of all the the rumblings going on with the spider i i don't know i guess we'll call it the spider verse because <laughs> that seems confusing, confusing. yeah yes. but uh so we'll see what happens but i really hope i mean the thing is that tom holland again has already been in five of six so that means he only has one solo movie left I just can't imagine this amazing Spider-Man we have that's made spectacular. all, you know, you would call them spectacular. I mean, the amazing Spider-Man's movies were garbage. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I just sensational that the fact that it could be one more and then we're moving on to either a different actor. I don't, or, I, the, uh, the way they set it's a very this, tangled web. Oh yeah. I see what you did there. Uh, the way they set him up though. Like, I feel like they, they have idea, like they, they have sure. w- a place where they want him to go. And I don't think they're going to let him, get away he's just so young it's like he can't he can't retire you know like, no, like Robert Downey Jr. yeah right he's so young he's still in high school so it's like can't retire and i can't imagine they kill him off no no now bringing in miles morales for a while and not saying peter parker's dead but if right. he is gone or or quote unquote dead comic book dead, yeah they've done you can bring in miles yeah. morales and then we could get that would give tom holland a break to do art house movies and the stuff he wants to work on you know i i think that's probably what you'll see is you're gonna see a like break. A, a, well a rotation of all these yeah. characters like the next whatever the next event avengers five yeah. yeah whatever that's gonna be it's gonna be a completely almost a completely different team you have so many characters now and we haven't even introduced fantastic four or x-men right I th- look I, at the slate. I mean, you think about the the shot, uh, you know, from the end of Endgame or even the funeral when you're just painting through all these characters. Right. You're like, crap, they have built up a lot of characters. There's only so many movies you can make you in can a year. switch people in and, and out. You're, like, yeah, you're, so you really could rotate them. Uh, that was like, the thing about the, the, the Avengers team, though, is like that team never like stayed the same. Sure. You'd have like the, you'd have, like, the, the Magnificent Seven, basically. Uh, but that team was always like Wonder Man and the Vision and the Scarlet Quicksilver. So obviously they can't do Quicksilver, but uh, so like those characters. Oh, they killed he's them. Dead, yeah. I well, I guess that's, that's never a good stopped question. Them in the past, I guess they have the rights. Who, to who knows them, what so. the snap did? Yeah, you know, or the the blip. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so like that, that. It was the snap. The blip is when they come back. The snap is when they go away. Yeah, but he, right? But Tony Stark could have brought him back yeah, when well, he like, when he could have blipped him back. Yeah, I guess I I was thinking that Tony Stark was just undoing the Thanos stuff, but 
he died in Ultron. Yeah. So it wouldn't have been included in the uh, Ultron. I guess or in the true, yeah. a, uh, Endgame Infinity War uh, stuff. Blip, but anyway, but, but that's yeah. the, so like, like that's... do you know Kevin Feige <laughs> and Marvel never even used that the word the snap that the fans made it and they just kind of adopted oh, it. Oh really? <laughs> because now they recognize it and they're like the snap is when Thanos did his snap at the end of Infinity War right. and the blips when they came back. He he recognized both those terms in an interview, but he's like we've always called it the blip and then we realized people started calling it the snap and now that's the two different. That's funny. Yeah. But yeah, like that Avengers team is always changing. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we get, if Ruffalo leaves and we get a She-Hulk. That's what I, that's where I would bet. Do you think that, that Marvel can just give Sony, like, West Coast Avengers? Just do, <laughs> yeah. it, just Here. do whatever you want with it. Give us Spider-Man uh, for longer. Yeah, uh, and... Hawkeye can be the leader of your team. Yeah. There you go. Have fun with that. Make him. You get, you get uh, Union Jack or, uh, you know, Jack of Hearts. Do you know that in the original, uh, I don't know Speed if we ever talked about this. Yeah. Did you know that? New, he was in the New Warriors, but. Uh, did you know Hawkeye was supposed to die? And, that does not surprise me at and all. Scarlet and Bla- that's why because it's like because Black Widow is such a popular character they originally weren't going to kill her off, but I think that uh, maybe even it was Scarlett Johansson. But so it was like Clint is the one that has a family, right? And, you know, well, I, th- I think they killed off Black Widow because uh, they're going to have Scarlett Johansson play Luke Cage. <laughs> that's right. Oh, yeah. That's what I heard. I heard. Yes. I heard she's going to play the baby of Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. <laughs> that's what I heard. I heard she's going to play the baby and mother too. <laughs> But anyway, so Spider-Man Far From Home making a lot of money. And so you can go listen to that episode from a couple weeks ago. Uh, But uh, anyway, uh, moving on to number two. Guess what? Surprise, it's Disney. (laughs) Disney Pixar's Toy Story 4 still making a ton of money. The theaters have been packed with families. I mean, it is summertime, but every time I go to the movie and I see, you know, families with three little kids in tow and i'm like wow they're going to see toy story like that's i think this is a, a word of mouth thing like yep. I, not that toy story is not an established brand but i think there were a lot of people skeptics. that were skeptical yeah. and you saw it in that opening weekend everybody was kind of apoplectic because it underperformed right and and we even said at the time mm-hmm. it's gonna come around because right. it's so good sure. and, and it look appears at, to be look at what it's done absolutely yeah, yeah. we all knew I mean, once we saw it and, and and that's why i say this movie for those of you that have maybe only seen it one time and you're like yeah that was good you know i was a little worried but it was good but not great i don't like it as much as any of the some people don't like it as much as any of the first three but i'll tell you what i saw it three times and on that second time it really was a, a turnaround to where i didn't just like it but i loved it because you have your guard up that first time. I think I mentioned it on the show, but you go into it and rightfully so you're like, what are they doing? They already ended it. There was a perfect ending and you're, you've got your guard up. But once you know that it's good and you can, you know, you let a a breath of relief out at the end, you're like, Oh, it was okay. They treated it right. Then you go back and watch it through different eyes and, and you catch more things. And so it's a movie that really does fare with repeat viewing. So I would say, you know, even if you're only going to see it once in theaters and you enjoyed it, you know, when you watch it again on home video, I think you'll understand, you'll appreciate it a little more um, because I certainly did. And even though I did really like it the first time, it's like, wow, it's a really great movie. So uh, word of mouth is strong. It's week four uh, with only that 36% drop. It's summer. It's the big kids movie out. I mean, they've got a great thing going on with this one. So 347.4 million domestic is the estimate as of this weekend. Another 350 overseas. So we're around the $700 million mark. Still don't have a budget listed here, but I'm guessing it's somewhere in the 150 to 200 million. That seems to be where the big top tier animation stuff lies I, and it's probably on the high end because they the did voice actors. because the voice actors yeah. they, they didn't, didn't have them for a fourth deal, right, right. Yeah. so <laughs> yeah and there's a lot of people in this one so yeah i would say it's probably on the 200 ish you know maybe a little more but 700 million in four weeks they're definitely happy with that and i think it will continue to be very popular during the summer but that is if it is not taken out by Crawl in continuing <laughs> weeks. Crawl, number three, brought in $10.4 million, beating the uh, big comedy opening that we're about to get to. But, uh, yeah, that uh, that little picture, I do not uh, I do have a budget, actually, $13.5 million, So a, All right. It's almost hit its budget. Um, that's surprising. When I watched it, I was thinking, is this one of those, like, because it's like a, it's all filmed in one place. It's almost right. a set piece. And, and, you know, yeah. it's one soundstage or whatever. So I'm thinking, like, is this like a, one of those four to five million that's going to just make a ton of money? It's a CG, But man. I guess when you go, when you, when you go out, because yeah. they're, they're mostly trapped into the crawl yeah. space of a home, but when they go out yeah. into the, you know, the, right. 
to there the is a bit more. Like, yeah, they built was, a pretty big. Yeah, that yeah, was probably area. So, Lot, lots of water. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, just the water bill. <laughs> they should have at least some from those theme parks. They used <laughs> the hundreds and thousands of gallons of water that gets recycled every day. But uh, anyway, what is in Florida? Yeah. So who oh, knows? True, they might yeah. have tapped into Volcano Bay, or <laughs> <laughs> no? We probably don't. We probably can't even say that without getting in legal trouble. Uh, yeah, because, right, right. You know, they are very sensitive about about the water. No, about the gators. Oh, around these parts, they don't mention them. You know, like they even removed any mention of gators. Like you know, I don't know if it was oh. just a mention or uh, like TikTok Croc. I don't know if he still shows up in a costume, but I know they're very sensitive because of the stuff that's happened. Yeah. Right, you know, around the theme park. So anyway. But we will get to that one next episode. Surprise. <laughs> You're in for a treat. Uh, but uh, anyway, so uh, almost remaking its budget. So we'll have to see what it does in continuing weeks. Uh, but uh, for now, we'll move on to number four, Stuber. It's the big comedy with uh, Dave Batista. That's right. Does he go by Batista or in acting? Is he Dave Batista? He's, he's Dave. Dave, Dave Batista. He, okay. Yeah. So Dave Batista and Kumail Nanjiani. It's the advantage of having your wrestler name the same as your real name. Right. Yeah. He I think have I think, to do well, Dave think, the Batista. Yeah. No, I think his real name is like B A U, like I T. Like it's, oh, there's okay. a U in there, they but they, they take different. it. They take it out in the when he's wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I thought they didn't let them use their real names anymore, and that way it's they very rare they owned the rights to the name. Yes, and it limited what you could do when you left. They have kind of eased up on that a little bit. Oh, okay. So they let some of the guys coming in. Uh, probably that have signed in the last five years. Well, now they let them do whatever they want because they want want to keep wrestling. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> you it. Hear about yeah. that big competing? Uh-uh. Someone opened up a wrestling organization to AEW, compete because now wrestling. it's a monopoly. You know, right. for a while there's been no other big ones since WCW closed. Oh, I can't believe I'm talking about this. Yeah, I'm I mean, listening. Uh, no, I'm but, just, yeah. uh, <laughs> so they opened a competing one, and the people that opened it own sports teams. They, they the, have like they own the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, and so yeah. apparently this family they own like they have like ten times the amount of money as Vince McMahon or something crazy mm. money. So they're pulling out all the stops and they're trying to make this competing one, and like everyone's jumping ship that uh, is out of contract. Yeah. from WWE. The big one was Dean Ambrose. Like that was yeah. the one that he was just like, I'm just letting my contract expire. But they're getting, don't they have like, do they have the Young Bucks? They, they have, have the like Young a lot Bucks, of Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, like all those. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people jumped ship. And so uh, they're worried about more and more people want to go over to this other one because WWE has been very family oriented. Oh, God. And they want to be are edgy. Not, they want to. They yeah. are definitely like TV. They're leaning into the TV 14. Gotcha. Yeah. So and it's, but yeah, so like they, uh, Recently, they've been signing up. You know, they have like the the two the big promotion, right. and they have a bunch of like indie promotions. Okay, and there was a bunch of guys like at that time who were making big waves, and Triple H was like, "We should probably sign these guys now because we're going to need them." And I guess when they go into that developmental territory, part of the deal is they can keep their name that way. That if you know they can put their name on T-shirts and it's recognized. So when they're coming from the independence to WWE, oh, they, they want would, those old names. They for would change. Well, they would change their names, and people are just like, "Who the hell is right. that guy?" Gotcha. And so, now they're so any fan base they had developed gone. Is, is gone. Right. So now it's just like Adam Cole comes in as Adam Cole, Ricochet as Ricochet. So like wow. things. Like so that. then WWE gets to develop their brand and they take it with them when they yes. leave. So it's a risky proposition. Right. It might be good in the beginning, but if they do jump ship, they've basically done all the marketing and all right. the that's, that's right interesting. yeah so well, well they change them sometimes when they go to the main roster but like in nxt they're the names gotcha they, yeah interesting so anyway but uh dave batista is in stuber so it's a comedy that opened but eight million dollars so uh i was very surprised but again this summer has not been kind to comedies so yeah. uh only eight million dollars on a on an undisclosed budget for now but tom you saw it so it, it was a solid comedy okay yeah. like it, i mean it wasn't amazing but it was it was very much a throwback throwback to kind of 80s buddy cop movies and uh uh batista plays a uh a police officer who's you know trying to catch a the drug the bad guy the drug guy who killed his partner okay. <laughs> but uh he just got lasik and he can't see <laughs> And that's so, kind so of, he hasn't that's, had his kind of license brilliant. revoked right. in this one. He okay. Did, that's yeah. Right. And okay. so uh, and then he needs to get there quickly and he calls for an Uber and uh, Kamal Nanjiani plays a guy named Stu who right. drives an Uber. So they call him Stuber. And, and uh, is it actually Uber? Like they sponsor? Yeah, like, it's, it's actually Uber. Uber. They okay. say Uber like a million right. times. So okay. it's, they got some money. Yeah. From Uber. Okay. And uh, uh, and he's desperately trying to cling on to his four star rating. 
And so, <laughs> oh, and so he takes and so over. He, so he basically kind of has to do what he wants him to do, or he'll give him a bad rating. And so, um, <laughs> such a ridiculous premise, but yeah. it does sound really fun. Yeah, I mean, I mean it sounds... was, and, and I will also say, I think one of the smartest things they did. This movie is an hour and thirty three minutes. That's, that's there the, you like go. It, it like it gets in, it gets out. Right about, I think any more would have been way too much. Yeah, right? Comedies don't need to be over two hours. Yeah. Like no. that's that's good when they recognize what they can cut. Just bring the laughs, keep them coming. And yeah. Get you out of there. Uh, so I looked up what the movie Taxi made, the remake with Jimmy Fallon and Queen Latifah. Yeah. And it, just the state of comedies, it's so sad because there's been so many great movies that have gone underappreciated, and one of them is Book Smart. Yes. And I'll absolutely. keep saying it because it's, it, to me, it's just so frustrating, even though I have no stake in Books, it. But Book Smart right now is the funniest movie of the year, and I can't envision that change. Yeah. Mm. It's just, it's so good. And to, when I see a movie, and again, I'm not trying to downplay the other movies, but it's just that Book Smart's so good, it deserved to make a lot of money, therefore be successful, and we get more good movies like it. But then we have movies like Crawl making $10 million on opening weekend. Booksmart yeah. makes seven, right. you know, and then it and then it fizzles out. It's just so frustrating. But so I look at the movie Taxi with Jimmy Fallon and Queen Latifah, which is a remake of the French uh, Luc Besson produced taxi movies, action movies. Yeah. And uh, that opened to 12 million. <laughs> Stuber opened to 8 million. And so it's just like, oh, what is it with? I mean, again, that was a different time, but it's just like, ah. Uh, when and this sounds like it'd be a lot better than Taxi, the remake is my point. It would almost have to be. And yeah, it's I, just, don't, I don't think that's far, you know, far, and it's, far-fetched. And it's making, whatever, 30% less. So it's just, I don't know. It's just crazy. I, I don't know what's going to be. It's making way less when you adjust for inflation. Oh, true, and inflation. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, for because sure. Because Taxi's like, what, 20 years ago? Yeah. Oh, I don't know about uh, 15. Crap. Yeah. That's crazy. I never saw it either. I, so I, mean, I don't no, know, but it no, did not no. <laughs> did not look appealing not at the time, at all. even fifteen years ago for me. But uh, so anyway, we'll we'll uh, have to see what happens to old Stuber. Uh, but there, I, I mean, would comedy like to... comedy's in the toilet until Aptow did his stuff. Like nothing, nothing he was really hidden until true. he was your old virgin. True. You had all those uh, Will Ferrell movies, yeah, old Is school that... and yeah, yeah, but that's at the same like, the, but those predate. Oh, I guess they do, don't they? Yeah, that's the Todd Phillips stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then Abtau came in and did his stuff. It was yeah. close in the time period, though. I mean, there was the really dumb comedies of the '90s. Jim Carrey had all yeah. those stupid, wacky comedies, made a ton of money. And then it kind of was like, okay, this silly stuff's getting kind of dumb. And we got into American Pie spinoffs and uh, National Lampoons. You know, Van Wilder was a good one. But then you got all the I don't other. Think that, I don't think that was a hit, though. That I think that found its life on DVD. Yeah, I don't think that's, Van Wilder did yeah, much. That's in the true. Theaters. Yeah. But you know, but then you got the really bad stuff. I mean, ton. I mean, National Lampoon was in theaters for. I mean, those weren't straight to VHS. Like they were maybe after Van Wilder. They were pumping out the that cheerleader movie. Always and, been, National Lampoon has always been pumping out movies. Yeah. They've but I theatrically. Mean, though, yeah, I mean, now they, you don't see them in the theaters. But yeah. back then it was like you got all those dumb comedies. But so people got sick of it, and then we got smart comedies. Uh-huh. You know, with these great writers with Apatow and. Um, but you're right, and then you know those have kind of even fizzled a little they have, bit. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know what the next thing will be. I mean, you've got, again, these really good indie ones, but they're not... I mean, remember The Hangover ma- was the was, one that yeah. broke records and made you know, $100 million yeah. rated R, um, you know, and then we got a bunch of hard R comedies and they're making money. I think Wedding Crashers predates it does. Hangover. But Hangover, it does, but then Hangover really m- broke the records, though. I yeah, mean, I mean, Wedding Crashers it, was the first, like, R comedy in a long time yeah, right. that was a uh, big hit. You, did, was Old School not a big hit? Was old school R? Oh yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah. There's, but there's old school was another one of those cool, like indie was hits, it? though. Yeah, I mean it was funny, but I think that it found its life on on DVD. On DVD, man, that was a good movie. I'm not say it didn't make any money in theaters, sure, sure. but I just I feel like old school was one of those where it, word of mouth and people came over and watched it, and it became this. Yeah, I don't want to say cult because it did do decent, but it really blew up. No, it did. You know? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like Anchorman. Anchorman was Anchorman another definitely one that, found its second that blew life up on on home video. Yeah. So, um, I, but like, I don't know. I what feel like I feel like old school was two thousand three, and Wedding Crashers would have been like two thousand four or five. Yeah, I think it was two thousand four. They and were then close. Forty year old virgins in there some somewhere yeah. too. It's who directed Wedding Crashers? Uh, Todd Phillips, I think. Was it a Todd Phillips as well? I don't remember. Oh, maybe it's not. Maybe I don't think it's Todd Phillips, but I could be wrong. I just can't think of who. So old school uh, had a budget of twenty four and made eighty seven. Okay, okay, yeah. So it was, it was and that decent. was that was when? Uh, what year? It was two thousand three. Okay, okay. And I think Wedding Crashers is two thousand four. I think it is too. Yeah. Can you tell us who the director was? Wedding Crashers is two thousand five, and it was uh-huh. directed by David Dobkin. There you go. 
Who? I don't know. That's right. <laughs> Click on his name because he's directed other. But, but it its budget was forty million and it made two hundred. Yeah, that movie was. That's Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was the first movie that really got him Early. noticed. Yeah, that was. He yeah. was the boy. He was the jerk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brad was his name. Brad in that. Oh, I don't. I remember. think it was Brad. That's where they spray. Let's uh, see. David Dobkin directed. Uh, oh, Fred Claus. What did he do recently? Um, he did something to where. Um. King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Yikes. The Judge, R.I.P.D., Jack the Giant Slayer. So one. The Change-Up and Fred Claus. Oh, the Change-Up's not bad. But that's that's more based on Bateman and... Shanghai Knights? Ooh, that's not good. Oh. That's the sequel to Shanghai Noon. Okay. Yeah. Clay Pigeons. Oh. That's an art house movie with Vince Vaughn. It's probably how it ended up. Oh, oh gosh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Might have played a role. Okay. Change Up's not bad. Change Up, uh, that's the one with uh, Jason, okay. Jason Bateman. But I mean, like, that's because of them. Yeah, that's Ryan Reynolds and, and Jason Bateman. And yeah. Bateman. Yeah. He so. directed uh, an episode of Iron Fist. <laughs> oh, yikes. Well, that, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like That's the thing. Is like I don't know what the next. We'll have to see what brings back the big, uh, big budget and, you know. Oh, here we go. Uh-oh. He directed the video for Banditos by the Refreshments. <laughs> that's one of my favorite bands. That's a, that's a great song. I love the Refreshments. That is a great song. Looks like you need to check out his back catalog, Tom. <laughs> so we'll see what Stu ends up doing and when comedies will return. If you need some street cred, he directed the videos for Keep Your Head Up and I Get Around by Tupac. There you Ooh. go. I'll keep that in mind for my trivia nights <laughs> uh, that I don't go to. All right. So number five, yesterday, Danny Boyle's latest film, $6.7 million and uh, 33% drop in week three. That is up to $48.2 million domestic uh, with another 20 overseas. So we're approaching the 50, or $65 million on a $26 million budget. And I know you guys talked about while I was gone. I did not listen to it, though, because I don't want it spoiled myself. I want to <laughs> figure I have no idea what is happening in that movie, and I do want to see it. So hope to get to the theater soon now that I'm back home. Number six. So we shouldn't tell you that it turns out he's Pete Best. <laughs> <laughs> don't. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> Coming out in, in number six, Aladdin, which is the big surprise of the summer. This is the movie that will not stop. The movie that looked terrible and people <laughs> ended up saying was actually okay. It, it looked terrible and was saved by the fact that it was mediocre. Yeah, yeah, it, exactly, I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly right. Uh, but making a ton of money, $5.9 million, a 21% drop in week eight. $331 million domestic, over $600 million overseas. This thing is approaching $950 million worldwide it's on a 183 man. budget. The biggest hit of Will Smith's career, right? It, it, yeah. yeah. Oh, is yeah. it really? And, and it was like so, five weeks ago. Yeah. It was the biggest hit of his career. Huh. So like this thing is making more money than they ever... I mean, they definitely hoped for it, but we did not think it was going to end up like this, and it did. So, I mean, people are digging it. I keep I, seeing trailers for that Gemini Man. And initially yeah, I was like, this looks dumb. It looks awful. And then the second time I saw it, I was like, if I could... If they just lean into the action if they had leaned into having the de-aging stuff that did that is suck, true that uh, it's wonky i'm like it's very wonky. it's really bad yeah and you like, think that i like i'm sure marvel doesn't have the rights to that technology you think somebody could recreate it but yeah. that's yeah. that i mean there's guys on youtube that do yeah. better did i you, mean the whole you, movie hinges on that and it looks awful yeah did you see the, the jim carrey the, yes yeah. did you the see that fake? yeah there's did you see this no they the deep fake where they superimpose Jim Carrey's face over Jack, Jack Nicholson's from The Shining. Uh-uh. It's unnerving because it's so good. Yeah, I mean, because you know Jim Carrey can play that crazy. Well, and he does a, a Nicholson impersonation. Yeah, what, like he oh. his stand up. He used to do this thing where he would do impersonations, but he would impersonate their faces and not oh, their voices. Yeah. Oh, and so he would like shift his face yeah. around to look like Jack Nicholson. Leonardo DiCaprio does a great Nicholson face. Have okay. you seen that in an interview? Uh-huh. You'll have to look up the Leonardo DiCaprio doing a Nicholson. And it huh. is creepy the way he turns. You know face. who does great impersonations? Who? Uh, Kevin Spacey. Uh, he does. He Unfortunately. Yeah. He does he, some I really mean, good ones. Do I have to that? <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, well, they dropped the charges. I don't know if that gets them back or anything. Nope. But, uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> oh, but, did they really? Yeah. I don't know what's going on there, but that, but they dropped I it. I guess I missed that. I heard that yeah. he was showing up to court or whatever, and I did not hear about yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, but, wow. um, but yeah, he does some pretty amazing 
Huh. I, b- I bet you in he a few years you'll amazing, see him back then. He, he does an amazing Jack Lemmon. He does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you ever heard him sing? Yes. I, I remember whenever he would go on those late shows that he would do those impersonations. Johnny Carson? He like, did He did the the John Lennon tribute and sang a John Lennon song. And you, if you just listened to it, you would think it was John Lennon. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Wow. Well, but yeah, that deep fake. Go, go find it. Yeah. Because it's unnerving how good it is yeah it's it's crazy but there's a lot of people doing that stuff on youtube and uh just go look for these there's one with keanu reeves that they just did the other day where uh he stops a convenience store robbery but he's super nice to the robber and everybody (laughs) included it's really funny go check it out and those guys are the ones that do a lot of cool vfx uh videos on youtube uh number seven animal comes home still sticking around 5.3 million a 44 percent drop so that's making 60 million dollars domestic uh 140 million worldwide so i know that's making money yeah. uh midsummer number eight the one from last week 3.5 uh, million is a 45 percent drop 18.3 million dollars on that so i mean i i don't know what the budget is on that one it looks like maybe it would be a, a few bucks more than hereditary maybe I maybe don't know. filming on location you know having to go overseas and everything they have but to pay for lighting no they yeah, didn't that's true <laughs> that's a very bright movie i saw it too so it's like yeah i i like this what ari aster is doing i mean i i definitely like that we're getting these original you know horror takes yeah so be interesting to see what he does next because he says it's going to be non-horror so hmm, we'll see. That would be interesting. Uh, he liked to do a comedy, I think he said. Like, like a different kind of a comedy. I don't doubt that. Number nine, The Secret Life of Pets 2, 3.3 million, a 29% drop. Brings that to uh, almost $150 million domestic with another 120 overseas. You so. left out the like the subtitle of the film, Secret Life of Pets 2, Toy Story is sold out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I couldn't yes. put that all on the screen with this font and everything. <laughs> zoomed in for my my age here uh so yeah that uh you know that one's making money so uh but yeah can't quite compete with the uh other one out but uh rounding out the top 10 men in black international still hanging around 2.2 million is a 42 percent drop for that 76.4 million dollars domestic 162 million overseas so looks like it's getting a little bit of a, a bailout from the overseas money uh but we're at uh, just over 240 million on a 110 so with marketing you know doubling it you know doubling the take and everything i mean it's it's pretty close to break even so i don't know what will become of that i mean it's it was already it. a franchise that i didn't know was still going so yeah, yeah, i'm not sure this was enough to do their whole you know i'm going to america and i'm staying in the <laughs> right, right we're gonna have different branches and adventures and nope so none of that i think that might be it for now but we'll see yeah if they if they try to do anything more with that it's gonna have to be bringing will smith back yeah that yeah i think that would be the next one like we but, didn't have him it didn't work let's bring him in but then the question becomes if you bring will smith back well first off you're gonna have to back back up Ooh, a truckload of money yeah. now you don't want now you don't want him to continue your franchise you want him to save your franchise right, yeah. right. but also do you even address that this movie existed if you bring him back yeah, you could say that he quasi retired but he, do you he, bring back any of these characters i wouldn't mind seeing him in chris hemsworth maybe I wouldn't mind seeing him in either one of them. Yeah, I'm just curious, like, work too. do you even address the existence of this movie since it's so drastically underperformed? That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I think they have something there with those actors. It just, yeah. unfortunately, the, the story wasn't as good, but I, I still think that they'd maybe try to use them, uh, and I would think the best way to do that would then be Will Smith and them together, yeah. and then hopefully you enjoy that so much that it's like, okay, now we'll go with more of their adventures. Right. But yeah, I don't know. Who knows what the studio executives will do with, with all that. Nothing good. <laughs> well, we'll see, hopefully. I mean, at one point they did, but uh, I don't know. I think the big problem was no one was asking for it. Uh, yeah, the, there's, I, no one was asking for a Men in Black Four. We got it, and this is what happened. It, it's making its money back just barely, and you know, not wow. the franchise they wanted. Wow, so wow. that's the box office. Well, thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. I guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the table, and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts B U T T S twenty one. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R Bracket. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can uh, find the show online at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, uh, like the page, join the League of Show Sharers. And uh, you can also find us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. Five bucks a month gets you a bonus content. And uh, maybe one day you get to be on the show. Ooh, You never know. So uh, that's it for this one. Coming up on the next one, we will tackle crawl Mm -hmm. until then you've been warned the state of
Florida has issued a Category 5 hurricane warning. Grab your loved ones and get to safety. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.